0: Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I'm Joel Fragomenti, your host for this week's podcast, which will feature an interview with Justin McKinney, who is returning to the Comedy Castle after not being here for a while, and we'll talk about that uh, in the interview. And uh, I enjoy talking to Justin. He's got a, he's got some good perspective, having many years in the business, having uh, uh, become uh, uh, left the coast. To become a local hero and have a family. And uh, his comedy is very relatable. If you're somebody that does have a family and does have kids, or if you were a kid once, if that is you, (laughs) you will enjoy the comedy of Justin McKinney. I know I did doing all my research and talking to him, but that's not the only comedy that's happening this week at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. All right, let's go into it. Tuesday, September 12th, the Detroit to LA Comedy Competition is at 7.30 p.m. That's a bunch of young comedians all trying to win a trip to LA. This is part of the first round of the uh, Detroit to LA competition. So uh, you can vote for who you think is the best if you come out on Tuesday, September 12th for the Detroit to LA showcase there. Uh, We've got a 101 comedy class showcase. That's your friends and family that take the beginner comedy class. They'll be performing this Wednesday, September 13th at 7.30 p.m. And uh, those are always fun, too, because, hey, you know, it's just people getting up, most of them for the first time, and you never know what's going to happen. And uh, the audience is very nice, very kind on those nights, I find. So uh, watch the beginners do their thing on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we've got comedian Lucas Zelnick coming in for one show. That's September 14th at 7.30 p.m. And uh, Lucas is a young man who uh, uh, is from New York City, born and raised. And he has been appearing all over the country and picking up a substantial substantial followers and viewers on TikTok. I was watching his TikToks today. He did a good job with those, Lucas. So Lucas is in for one night on Thursday and then uh, four shows on Friday and Saturday, two each night with Justin McKinney, who you'll be hearing from in just a minute here. That's Friday the 15th at 7.15 p.m. and 9.45 p.m. and then Saturday at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Then we get to Sunday. We have a special Sunday show with Brandon Wardell. And Brandon's a a fellow. He's he's been on. I'm reading uh, from his bio on ComedyCastle.com, but uh, curb your enthusiasm. Uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Those are big comedy sketch shows that he has been on. And I was watching his Comedy Central Presents uh, special today and I thought it was very funny and again another young dude I don't know how old these dudes are they're young and they're coming so 7 p.m. Uh, on Sunday nights, uh, all of these uh, shows can be purchased over at comedycastle.com so get a whole bunch of choices here young comics veteran comics however you want to do it now here's the thing I talked with Justin about young comics and veteran comics. And, you know, it's been my experience that maybe young comics have a little less to talk about. Maybe it doesn't uh, quite apply to older folks. And then sometimes, you know, veteran comedians have uh, a little bit of a wider fan base. And, I, we, we, you know, we sort of come to this agreement of, hey, these young guys, they're going to be talking about the stuff they're making fun of the old guys for talking about. <laughs> So you'll hear that in the interview. And again, that's not to, to 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 put any aspersions towards Brandon or Lucas who are appearing this week. I think one of the great things, and I think I said this in the interview with Brandon, is when we have young comedians uh, coming to the club, uh, we get a younger audience. We get an audience that's maybe not always at the Comedy Castle. So if you've never been to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle this is a great week to come out. Uh, we had Ryan Kelly last week, another young dude. He was so impressive. If you, you miss that interview, uh, you should listen to that too, because he had some great shows and I mean, he'll be a big star for years. I think Ryan Kelly, you know, I think I will be talking to him in 30 years. Actually, I won't be <laughs> in 30 years. I'm probably not doing this podcast, but he could be a big star in 30 years. Um, and, you know, like I said, Justin's been around. Let's tell you a little bit more about Justin. We'll get into that. Born and raised in New England, he now resides there. We'll talk about New England a little bit because I was I always fine. New England maybe doesn't get credit for being as cool as it is. I don't know. You don't ever hear about people going, like, yeah, heading to New England. You know, like New York City, those people go to New England, but people from Michigan they really care about New England, and maybe they should. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, his, his touring life, why he doesn't travel as much as he used to. Uh, you'll also hear about what it was like for him starting comedy uh, from being a police officer. That's right. Justin was a cop. I don't think he talks about it as much in his stand-up nowadays, but uh, he does. Uh, he did back... When he started out, it was a hook for him. He took that to The Tonight Show. You'll hear that story. And, uh, you know, we'll just talk about what it's like doing comedy now versus what it used to be like. It's a lot different. But I think, uh, and I don't think Justin gives himself enough credit, I think he's doing a great job. I I had a real uh, fun time watching his YouTube clips today, and he's got full-length specials that are really funny up there too. So Um, anyway, with that being said, Let's turn it over right now to me and Justin McKinney. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, I've got Justin McKinney. Welcome to the Comedy Castle podcast. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am really looking forward to getting out there. It's been about a decade, over a decade, I think, since I've been out there.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a... That's a long time because when we were setting up this interview, I said, "Well, you know, picture of you on the wall. You've been here, but I can't remember meeting you ever." And I've been there for a long time, so.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I'm looking forward to coming back. I I, I, I have nothing but fond memories. I mean, right. I still I can still picture the room. Like I still remember yeah. being on the stage, mm-hmm. and I remember it because it's for for a club. It's a it's quite a big
0: room, but what does it hold? But almost four hundred.
1: Yeah, so I remember it being big. I remember being a large club, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So we're doing it, man. It took a little while. I took a little break. I would have a couple kids, you know.
0: Yeah, well, that's hey, that's terrific. I well,
1: think you can say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As someone who has no kids, I find it, you know, I'm like that. Well, I the, always you're say winning. that
1: if I had two lives, if I had two lives, I'd do one without kids, one with kids. So uh, you're having yours without right now, mm-hmm. and that's nothing wrong with that.
0: Nah, I, I think I'll be more like you before too long.
1: Okay, well, good. How old are you? <laughs> I'm
0: 51 years old. though. Yeah, <laughs>
1: 51? Yeah, I know. So you better get going here. I got, well, you're my girl- a, 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 go ahead.
0: <laughs> girlfriend's younger than I am.
1: All right, you're doing a Robert De Niro. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> but uh, let's get into you. Now, New England, you live in New England, and that's where you were raised. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah, I was born in a town called Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That's where I was raised. And yeah, uh, yeah, and and, uh, I'm back here in 06. You know, my career was going uh, pretty well in New York and L.A. in the early 2000s. And uh, my wife's like, uh, you know, hey, instead of, uh, you know, New York, New York, what about New Market, New Hampshire? (laughs) So uh, we'll start a family. So I've been back here since 06. That's why I haven't been out there in over a decade. And, uh, yeah, I, I went to, you know, I say I go into the state where Walter White from Breaking Bad went to hide from the feds. Like, he literally <laughs> went to me. That's where I went for my career. Yeah. So the fact that you, you know, don't remember me, <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone.
0: But you are, uh, and I gather, you know, I'm watching your specials uh, preparing for this interview. Uh, it seems like the, you they've really embraced you. You are the local hero. You're selling out theaters. You're doing all these things in New England.
1: Yes. I've been very fortunate um, that my fans back here, I built up a nice little base. um, And uh, yeah, I, I'm able to make a living. I I don't get on a plane that much anymore, maybe three or four times a year. Um, That's why it took over 10 years for Detroit to fall back into the, (laughs) into the queue. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so no complaints there. And when I tell people here that I'm going to Detroit, (laughs) you should just see the look on their face. They just, I mean, Uh, They think I'm going to get shot on the way, you know, going from the airport to the club. I mean, that is is that I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, their their image out here is not uh,
0: (laughs) not accurate. And Royal Oak, when you get to Royal Oak, most comics and you've been here, uh, although although if it's been 10 years, you're going to have your eyes opened a little bit to how sort of uh, non-threatening Royal Oak actually is. It's a very uh, comfortable suburb. Uh, that's, I remember it. It sounds yeah. like a
1: retirement community. Royal of, Oak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it has that sounding, you know?
0: And, and so when people say, Oh, I went to Detroit and you really go to Royal Oak, it's, it ain't really Detroit. Although, you know, Detroit's maybe not as bad as it used to be, but it is, it, it's a suburb though. Yeah, uh, it is a suburb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. so, so, yeah. so from, it's, uh, yeah. 10 minutes from the city limits of Detroit, I would say.
1: Exactly. So it's good. Look, look, hey, I'm not scared. Don't worry
0: about me. Well, let me ask you this then, because I was thinking about New England and uh, I've only spent a few days in New England in my life. Okay, but I also feel like the rest of the country, uh, I feel like doesn't appreciate it or doesn't, uh, uh, you know, you never hear about people like moving to New England. Like from the Midwest, no one says, oh, I'm moving to Vermont. You know, um, like you don't hear that people go to California, Texas, Florida. Are people? Yeah,
1: you don't hear. It. Although with yeah. COVID, it changed a lot. But, you know, in, in fact, that's a, that's a lot of what's happening now. Okay, is you know when COVID made uh, people be able to you know work remote and not necessarily have to be in the cities. A lot of people, and now, now mind you, I'm only an hour from Boston,
0: okay. where I live in New
1: Hampshire. Yeah, I'm only one hour from Boston, one hour from Portland, Maine, because I'm kind of like right in the middle of all these cities. Manchester, which is our big city, is about 35 minutes from me. So there's all these little cities around me. But a lot of the real estate up here has really been booming because everyone is kind of like, hey, we can live up here. We don't have to deal with the hustle yeah. hustle and the traffic and all that stuff. But, yeah, I could see the, the – I, I mean, look, for what it's worth, not many people here are saying, hey, let's move to Detroit either. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's, go to, let's go
0: to Royal Oak. Well, you know? yeah, but people don't – I think people don't know – how good New England can be. I certainly was impressed when I was there and I was in Massachusetts and Rhode Island mostly. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is all right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a great place to live. It's it's a great place to live. Great place. As my wife said, to have a family. She did not, we were living in Los Angeles. She did not want to have a kid. She was like, we can't have a kid. We, uh, we're in an apartment. You know, she's from Massachusetts and so she's got that mass accent. Yeah. But she's like, we're in an apartment. I go, you know, a lot of people have kids in apartments. Like we don't need to have a whole home. Like buy a house before we start having kids. Um, so, uh, so it is great for that, and uh, I'm happy to sacrifice uh, these kids. I say they better not end up wanting to kill me someday, yeah. because then I'll be really pissed. As long as they end up being good kids, mm-hmm. I've made the sacrifice for them, and I'm back here. And I, you know, and I would say to my, I said to my wife, you know, I had always planned on coming back here. Right, we came back in 06. I wanted to wait probably five or six more years, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest. Right, 2011 or 12. Let me get a little bit, you know, a little bit further along in a few, p- few places. And she, she says, she's like, well, if we did that, we wouldn't have had the kids. And yeah. I'm like, well, we, we still could have had kids. And she's like, well, they wouldn't have been these kids. And I'm like, and maybe <laughs> they'd be better than these kids. Uh, like, why are you being so pessimistic? You know, but she is right. They wouldn't be the exact kids we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd be two other kids, but you know, who knows, you know? Well, I think the worst. <laughs> well, my one kid, my 13 yeah. year old doesn't even learn, want to learn how to tie his shoes right now. I'm just saying. Really? Yeah. He well, they doesn't. Get... He slips on. He wears Crocs. Well, he ties them. He slips them on. I'm like, buddy, you got to learn before you get a driver's license, <laughs> you should know how to tie your shoes. I mean, he's like, all right, guys, I'll be the designated driver, but can someone just get these for me? <laughs> and he like sits down and puts his feet up, you know? I mean, you want to be able to tie your shoes Yeah, well, before when you get a driver's license.
0: All of our shoes growing up had sho- shoelaces.
1: Yeah, you, now you they don't. Need, it's, a, it's a skill. It's a skill <laughs> that you want to have. It, it, I and agree my job you. as a parent to get them ready for the rough world is to be able to tie
0: a shoe. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, it, it's going to come back on me. You know what I mean? It's going to, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they think school would be good for teaching kids how to tie their shoe. Maybe not anymore.
1: They don't teach you those kind of life skills. They anymore don't at
0: school. Like no, I...
1: they teach you, you know, they teach you about your feelings and if you're having a problem, who to go talk to, oh. and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's very soft now, it's very soft yeah. compared to where we grew up.
0: Wow, it sounds like I should go back to school. I need to get learn some, yeah. Of those well, things. we're
1: about the same age, <laughs> so we we grew up in the same time, and it is not, you know, it is not, not what it used to be,
0: yeah. And I don't know, I, I. You know, so much coming and, and, you know, watching your comedy, it is fodder uh, for comedy to say, you know, it was different when we were kids. But is it is it necessarily worse now or are things better on some level, in your opinion?
1: Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, if you're a kid that wants to be a cat, it's better now (laughs) because you know what I mean? Because. Mm. I mean, I was going to go do something at a school a little while ago, and I was going to do a joke about the furries. and I don't know if that's an issue where you are, but – and I got the okay, and the day before I went to go do it, then he texted back and said, let's scratch that. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's let's scratch that joke because somebody threatened violence because they were getting made fun of for that. And and it just occurred to me like as a parent, now we have to worry about this where I'm like when we grew up, peer pressure kind of – Policed that. If yeah. I went in and told my friends I was a cat, they'd be like, right. "Oh, we always thought you were a pussy." They would kick my ass. Right. And then the uh, next day I would have come back. They go, "You still a cat?" I'm like, "No, I'm back. I'm back. I, you know, I'm I'm through my cat phase." And it would have just been dealt with that way. And so, we, so uh, yes, obviously for different groups, um, it is better because it was there was probably more bullying back when you and I were yeah. were in school. But but you know you bring it up as as fodder for comedy. Yeah, it's like, look, I don't want to be that. Guy that's always complaining. Somebody wrote on one of the comments <laughs> was like, "Oh, no, he's boomer humor." You know, that's the big insult yeah. now. When when these twenty somethings want to make fun of an older comedian, it's like they call it a, it's boomer humor. You know, blah blah blah. You got this, you got that. And and the reality is, you know, I talk about whatever's going on in my mm-hmm. life, everyone's life, and the world, which is all part of it. And besides, this kid is probably living in his basement still. Doesn't have money to even buy a ticket anyway. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I got like a backhanded compliment. He, yeah. he was kind of like, he, he, I think he said something like, he's like boomer humor. He goes, uh, good luck. Uh, selling out theaters for the next 10 years. After that, they're going to start aging out or something. So he basically gave me a 10-year run, which I appreciate. (laughs) Yeah, that's not bad. He gave me a 10-year run of selling theaters. I'll take that. And then after that, you know, I'd be good luck. Well, you know what? I'll be retiring in Royal Oak by then, my retirement community. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, isn't it, though, a thing, and and I, you know, think about when I was a younger comic, and um, isn't it nice to have the perspective of being older to sort of draw from for your writing in that, because I feel like young comics and I I teach comedy class at the comedy castle. And it's, it's, you know, young guys talk about, you know, the taco bell drive through and Tinder. And I'm like, this is not a relatable subject for most of the audience. That's coming to this club. You know, you gotta, you know, kids, family growing up, getting older. That's all relatable.
1: It is all relatable. And as a comedian, as you know, Your audience does kind of age with you. That's if that's the group you like. I mean, you know, uh, you're going to write what you know. And the more you've lived, I hate to say it, the more, you know, Yeah. and you're right. As much as, you know, they're saying, you know, all comedians talk about this or that. Well, the younger ones are all talking about the same stuff, which, by the way, all the stuff they're talking about was probably talked about 25 years ago by, you know what I mean, our generation of comedians. And it's just it's just a different. You know, it's a little bit of a different, it's a little different, but I mean, everything's been done, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, as they get older, they're going to write about their, they're going to talk about their kids and their wives on stage and, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah.
1: you're going to be the, and, and, and people are going to look at you like you're doing to, to us. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's going to yeah. come back to you. Right. You know? And, and, you know, so anyway, it all comes back around. And uh, at the end of the day, I, you know, it always fascinates me. Um, people who get mad at like they get mad at comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these people that want they're they're like above it all. Like they're like, you know, they're, they're making a comment. Like, like um, I'll even have a fan of mine. Like I just got this comment today. I think it popped up on my little, on one of my Facebook clips. And it just said something like, you're very funny. I'm a big fan. Dot, 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 but trailer park jokes, (laughs) question mark. Right. And I'm literally like, so this, it was one reference of one joke in my 2012 special where I'm talking about dogs, about how you get their teeth cleaned. Cause you know, every year and I made a reference about how we're all these toothless dogs <laughs> running around. You know, you don't even see that in trailer bars. Like, It's one line in my, my almost 30 years body of work where I have, I don't know how many, 15, 20 hours of material. I make one little reference and you have to write that on the thing. <laughs> like you have to be, you have to be sitting there. I go, it's over a decade old anyway. I don't say do that joke, right, yeah. but it's like, you got to be like, but really like, like, so sorry, 100% of my stuff doesn't fit in line with what you think every moment of every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh Jesus, that, that's what's driving me nuts well, right now. Like, so,
0: yeah. Social media has given people this, you know, uh, opportunity to interact with people that they're watching on television or whatever media they're consuming it and that didn't exist years ago and you could argue uh, things are worse because of it.
1: It is. You could argue that. And, and, and definitely from a stress level, like if mm-hmm. look, you talk, most comedians will say what they'll say, don't look at them. You don't look yeah, at the negative yeah, comments, yeah. but it's, it's human nature. You can have, you know, 400 good comments and a handful of bad ones and the bad ones just draw you in. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it, it, I, I, it's good. I'm having this conversation with you now because I just have to remember, <laughs> like, why do I care about this one person who's saying that it's like, it's like the other night I, I did a gig two weeks ago and I, I did. I did this joke about a Polish club. I had to. So I made this one little Polish joke because I, I, I was. Uh, I, I did a free show at the Polish yeah. club in my town when I first moved back here, and and the Polish club loves me. And I so I made this one little joke. It was off the cuff when I got hackled when I first opened. Anyway. This person writes me this this thing later. Oh, I used to think you were funny, but Polish jokes. And then went on about how Polish is is just as bad as being Jewish and they've been discriminated just as much as any other race and all this stuff. The person from the Polish club was at the show, comes out and goes, hey, thanks for giving us a plug. When are you coming back in for a drink? Yeah. Like, like I mean, and, but then I've got this one person that sends me this message and because of their experience and they were older. They were probably 70 or 80 years old and way back. And it was a dumb, silly, yeah. off-the-cuff thing that no one has ever – had a problem with and it's like but it's just so easy to reach us now and this person never yeah, could have reached me exactly back in the day if they couldn't message me you know what i mean they want my yeah, phone number not at all you know
0: and then the other thing i'm thinking about is how many polish people did it take to write that message justin that really there you go ba-bang. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it yeah. please send your complaints to the comedy castle podcast and not Jeez. justin over that joke you can cancel anyway, me. Anyway, I don't do
1: ethnic <laughs> humor, so no. don't really worry about it. No, no it. Polish I jokes tonight. Maybe we'll do that tonight. joke just, just, just to see how they, they fly <laughs> in the Midwest.
0: You, you see the guy that sat you over there, Joel? Yeah, he came up with that joke. Get mad yeah. at him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ugh. but yeah, but the other thing, and, and we're sort of, uh, getting into this anyway, is that as a, you know, a veteran comedian, you're now in that space of competing with younger comedians on social media, Instagram views, YouTube, all that stuff. How have you adapted, uh, to that sort of the new world order of, you know, it's not about HBO specials and sitcoms anymore. It's more about social media. And it, I feel like you're doing great with that. I mean, you got tons of, of really cool stuff up, but
1: I mean, I would say uh, I'm not very well in the sense of, you know, what they're able to do. I mean, I've got people, you know, I've got a social media company that will take my clips and will cut them up and they've helped me build a a, a little bit of a following on there, but it's, uh, it's definitely not, I don't enjoy it.
0: No. Um,
1: I don't like it. I don't, I don't like putting the camera on me and just talk like, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just not my, it's just not me. So I don't like this world, um, <laughs> as much as, you know, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I put, you know, I've had specials on my comedy central one hour and all that. I and, and, I liked that time trying to get it on comedy central and then let them do it. But now it's like, I just released my latest one I put right on YouTube because mm-hmm. that's what's being done. And yeah. I did pull a ton more fans over that had never heard of me. Mm-hmm. And you do get that real time. Um, you know, like I said, they're reviewing it, you know, it's got over 500 comments. You can like see the reviews. So people could literally go on and be like, Oh, let's see what are people saying about this guy and see all these, you know, comments, which I like that idea of it. But, um like the TikTok thing I can't get into I, you know my yeah. Facebook is my biggest following but I but as I say I mean I got 145,000 followers on Facebook I think 40,000 have passed away <laughs> I mean you know what I mean yeah I mean that guy that guy that made that comments right <laughs> <I> <laughs> mean, my, my audience is aging out they're aging right off well um, but
0: that but medium yeah. though does you know because young people you know we we have a lot of sort of TikTok comedians now with the club. And this is kind of a thing that's only been, you know, three years, maybe, you know, maybe even like since the pandemic, you know, is over, yeah. um, where it's just these guys who have these huge followings and they get people out to see them. And it's young people. It's people that maybe have never been to our comedy club. Uh, maybe have never seen comedy live. And I think that's exciting. I think that's a, that's a really good thing for comedy going forward.
1: Well, I look I, from what I'm hearing, um, it's it's kind of like a boom right now. Yeah. So, yeah, social media has definitely, for comedy as a whole, has is filling rooms. And this, even in this area now, I mean, where I live, there's like there's all kinds of comedy going on right now. So, I think as comedy as a whole, it it, it is good. And now, now, will those people that are coming out to see those artists will they come and actually check out other comedy? That's what you would hope. Yeah. And if that's the case. Um, that would be awesome. But I mean, you know, I think when I was in New York City, I lived in Astoria, Queens in the late 90s. I, I left there in 2001 to move to Los Angeles. But I uh, there were like six or seven comedians. It felt like in Astoria, Queens. Mm-hmm. I've got like 10 that live in my town in New <laughs> Hampshire right now. Like it's crazy the, yeah. the amount of people doing comedy now. And I think the pandemic um, probably had, had a hand in that. Right. I think people were home. Everyone was watching it. You're watching a lot of times you're watching it and you're going, geez, I can do this. Right. Mm -hmm. There's probably a lot of that. Yeah. That that gets people off the couch going, this guy's making, this looks fun. And, and, you know, so it is, it has opened it up to, uh, to a whole bunch of people. And and we're dealing with that here now. I mean, I know it's look, and I never, however you can sell tickets. You can, you know, my hat's off to you. I mean, you can't, you know, if you can sell tickets, you can sell tickets because it's not easy to do. So whatever your thing is, I just, my kids won't let me film them. You know, mm-hmm. my wife won't let me film her. Uh, you know what I mean? If I yeah. can exploit my family, I they think have. I'd be a lot better yeah. on social media. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah. you know, your family,
0: yeah. Your career might be, uh, might get a little boost by having your family in it, but your family's probably better off not being in those clips. So
1: <laughs> look at it that oh, way. That's just it. Yeah. And anytime I, I film something with my family, like, nah, I don't want you, especially my kids. Yeah. They don't so you know, it's so I did a video about my kid because he's 15. He's going through driver's ed, and this video is on my social somewhere. Mm. If, you, if you want to find it, but if anyone listening wants to find it, but basically, um, it's me talking to the camera, saying about how my kid's going to drive for the first time ever behind the wheel with me. You've got to give them confidence. You've got to let them know they can do it. So then it cuts to the car and it shows my kid. I'm like, put it in gear. It's just on my kid. And then I go, you ready, buddy? You can do this. And then it reveals to me and I'm wearing a hockey helmet and I'm wearing a pillow taped to my chest. Right. Yeah. So I do. So and then and we just, do, we're going really slow around the cul-de-sac. Right. So then, so my point is, is, about a month or two later He's in driver's ed They come to pick him up And the instructor And the other kid Are wearing helmets <laughs> And are strapped oh, With pillows oh, So, man. So that's what he has to, You know It's like Oh how did you get affected All by your comedy yeah. well, So now But he laughed it off But it was good But I mean it's But it's like Anything I do and I put out there It could He could then hear about it At school And then they're gonna do that And does he He doesn't really need Or really necessarily Want to be yeah. Part of my uh, My show You know
0: yeah, and I think that's fair to a kid We were, I was, I'll tell you a funny story Me and my, my girlfriend were watching some local family Here in Detroit Local news And they're doing this whole thing about the whole family is on TikTok They're TikTok stars They're profiling these people They quit their day jobs to make TikTok videos In their suburban home in Michigan And I turned to my girlfriend And I said That husband's going to murder his whole family, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I, I said, yeah, that's gonna drive everybody nuts.
1: Yeah, it it, it it's got to get old and it's got to wear on you, and it's gotta. It, and and it's funny, but anyone can do it, and and then you become an influencer. If you've yeah. got you've got power, right. by just making these videos, so it's uh it's not for everybody. It's it, there's, everything's a trade off, you know, and um you know I just put a. An older video of my kids. I'd held the video for a while because my kids, because now my kids don't even look like they do in the video. Mm-hmm. But back when they were that age, my wife would have never let me. They were like eight and ten. Never would have let me post it. Um. So now that they're thirteen and now almost sixteen, uh, I was able to post it like just recently. Yeah. But they have to look differently. But you know, yeah. So it's a, it's a protection thing. My wife is very protective too. Does not want them out there.
0: Well, that's good. I think you get a nice little balance between, you know, they're fodder for the stage, but uh, you know, I always tell my girlfriend that too. I say, you know, look, these jokes are, you know, even if they're based on real things, they don't have to be real. I I tell my students that too. I say, you know, you present it as real, but it doesn't. It's not, you know. You don't have to expose your life that much. You know, it's it's the the no. essence of the joke is what's funny, not maybe not necessarily uh, you know, documenting right. every a dress right. and time and place.
1: And I'll even say, yeah, I'll say to my wife, I'll be like, hey, just tell them it's not true. Yeah. Even yeah. though we know it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and you're doing, I, you know, I just, uh, real quick as I was, I read that Boston globe profile of you that, that was really nice. And, uh, talk about being a cop. I did not know that about you. Tell everybody a little bit about that. I don't know how much of that's in the act at this point, but, uh, <sighs>
1: Um, if, you know, it's funny. It was a lot of my early stuff was about that. I was a, a rural patrol deputy in uh, the woods in Maine, right on the New Hampshire border. Yeah. So uh, it was like fourteen towns, five hundred square miles. So back in, in fact, the first Jay Leno I did was in two thousand and two, and I think my whole set was about being a cop. Yeah. Um. So. I don't really talk so much about it. I mean, you know, I I brought stuff back where I'll talk about just in general, just how, uh, you know, no one wants that job anymore. Mm. And, uh, you know, they have to lower their standards. And, you know, I I brought a bit back where I talk about, um, you know, I saw a cop the other day with a teardrop tattoo. Um, and you know, so I get into that a little bit about how crazy it is right now, but, um, but, and then I'll joke about, yeah, I'm thinking about getting back into it. You know, it's never been a better time, um, you know, sarcastically. Right. It's just like, so, so I, I brought it up a little bit like that, but I, I don't know that in, uh, you know, when I come there, I, I talk much about it, but yeah. you know, my thing is I always, I'm writing new material and have to have new material. So some of that stuff, I just, it just gets pushed out. Yeah. Um. And then as time passes, I just don't do it as much, but it doesn't mean that I still don't. And sometimes I bring some of it back. Sometimes people will yell out bits from, oh, that, okay. from, yeah. from that stuff. And so if they do that, I'll tell a story or two, but, um, but yeah, I did it for seven years in wow. the nineties and that's, that's what I did. I left that and, and moved to New York city. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, uh, not a lot of people going the other way you know, giving up comedy for a career in law enforcement. You don't hear those. Stories.
1: No, but you talk about being a social media star. It yeah. probably, I could probably make a career out of it.
0: Yeah. Maybe. You know,
1: if I, if I, you know, if I, uh, I mean, who knows if I went back? I mean, cause right now, I mean, I, my, my old boss was like, Hey, he called me. He's like, you want your job back? I'm like, I'm like, I'm good. He's like, really? He goes, I go, Are you serious? He goes, yeah. And I go, look, I go, I'm in my fifties now. I go, I got a bad back. I got a frozen right shoulder. Uh, I, I lost my smell seven years ago, like before COVID he goes, oh, really? we'll take you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we'll take you. I'm like, it's better. It goes, we're we have no one applying right now. Wow. It's like, so they're not filling. like they'll have, you know, you have openings here and they're not even getting enough applicants to fill the, fill the openings. So, uh, it's a pretty crazy time.
0: Uh, that's too bad. But, uh, I think you, I think you chose, right. I think comedy is where you need to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, so far it's you know it's it's like I said it's uh, I I still enjoy it you know, um so it, I didn't know how long I would enjoy it yeah. so it's you know that's that's what's been exciting and and always finding you know and as my kids they go through stuff it's like you know I just watch them and, you know they just give me uh, you know as they grow older my you know it just gives me and it helps me relate to younger kids too if I'm doing jokes about okay. my kids because they yeah. can relate to that so right. that's how that's how I'm finding a way to. To appeal to younger audiences is through my kids.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. So if Definitely. nothing else,
1: that's why you should have kids. There if you go. Give you some more material.
0: Oh, I'm gonna work on that. I'll I'll do that. It's like, honey, let's have a baby. Why not? Yeah, well, I need
1: the material. Material in there. <laughs> yeah, you need the material.
0: <laughs> we got you know, first year we have some pregnancy stuff, and then we get into you know the terrible twos. That's a whole nother hunk.
1: The terrible twos. And then, you know, that moves into the terrible teens. Oh, Actually, they say it's the terrible twos. And I've got terrible two teens. But <laughs> if, I mean, imagine if Robert De Niro did stand up and having a baby at 81. Imagine the material you could have having an 81. I mean, that I mean, he could he would be a TikTok star if he wasn't Robert De Niro. You know what I mean? Just the 81 year old with a newborn. I mean, yeah, and, that's and he's something. like what? 29 year old, 29 uh, year old woman, I think. They is married? that what it is? Yeah. My rel- know, Detroit,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not that uh, egregious with the age difference, but
1: something. Well, that's because <laughs> you're not Robert De Niro. Yeah, you're you're a guy that lives in outside of Detroit. Um, you know, that's why.
0: <laughs> that is true. But uh, hey, Justin, uh, thanks so much for talking to me. Everyone, check out his YouTube specials if you're thinking about coming out. Tons of funny stuff up there. I had a real good time watching that, and uh, excited to see you this weekend.
1: Yeah, thanks. And on the bright side is the one I just put out. Parentally yeah. challenged was the one from '17 they put up there. And if you watch those specials, just to let I, I, I might do one or two jokes from yeah. those specials. Otherwise, it's all different. Nice. So it's not like you'll see the same stuff. But you get an idea of kind of like what I do. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out here, man. I I can't uh, I can't wait.
0: Well, sounds great. Uh, excited for you. We'll catch you this weekend, Justin. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye, bye.
1: Thanks. Have a great day. Uh, thanks.
0: Bye. Yeah. Uh, I will once again, I think I did it on the show, but I think it's appropriate to apologize to the good Polish people of uh, (laughs) our listening audience and all over the world. It's a joke. Come on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just you get in trouble for jokes now and you apologize for jokes and I'll apologize for that. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. And like I said, it was my joke, not Justin's. Okay, there you go. So come out and check out Justin this weekend. I'm, I'm really excited. It's like I said, as as long as I've been at the Comedy Castle, don't know that I've ever seen a Justin live. So it's super exciting for me. Of course, Louis Zelnick on Thursday, the 14th and Sunday with Brandon Wardell. So tons of comedy this week. Uh, we hope you guys continue to come out to the Comedy Castle. We've had some great crowds. Uh, like I said, Ryan Kelly last week. Steve Hofstetter was Sunday night. Kev Herrera. Sold the place out last Saturday, which should really encourage you to get your tickets in advance. You can go over to ComedyCastle.com and do that right now, okay? And also, make sure to follow us on social media, okay? The Comedy Castle Podcast on Instagram. Comedy Castle Podcast on Facebook. You can find us there. And uh, follow us. We always put the link to the comics. You can watch their Instagram stuff. You'll know who's coming to the club and uh, help spread the word about comedy. And uh, isn't that the greatest? Isn't comedy great? I think it is. Let's get out of here on that, everybody. Again, thanks again to everybody for listening. Thanks uh, to Mark Ridley, who, you know, he's the greatest. I could talk about Mark Ridley for hours, a night, a day on this show, and I don't. But we love Mark. We love you guys for listening. Come on back to the club and see us this week with Justin McKinney and the rest. Uh, We'll catch you next time. All right, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.